You're listening to the Martin Houston Show on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. Alabama first and 10 on the 12. Again, Houston. He's got a hole. He's over. Alabama touchdown. I'm just wondering if your listeners know how good a football player you were. I can still see you playing that fullback, knocking those players out of the, out of the way. And I believe I could have run behind you. Martin, I can remember when we came to center and you were playing fullback up there. And I saw you in the weight room and watched the watch work out in the weight room. If you could pick up, you were strong enough to pick up the whole weight room. I wanted to fix it, and I run in that fixed thing. Biggest, biggest mistake we ever made. The Martin Houston Show with national championship winning fullback Martin Houston. Giving you one hour of intense, hard-hitting analysis from an insider's perspective. It's time for the Martin Houston Show on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Up and Adam with them. Good morning. Good morning. It is hard to believe we're at this point of the season. Alabama has punched their ticket. Alabama is headed to another college football playoffs. Uh, six out of seven. Uh, Going to be in there with Clemson, who's six in a row. Ohio State. I think for their fourth time, and Notre Dame getting in as well. We'll let them come to the party as well. Good morning, and remember that this is a day that the Lord has made, so let's rejoice and be glad in it. Take some time today to notice someone, love someone, serve someone. Be the difference you want to see in the world today. Alabama Crimson Tide SEC champions, seventh time under Nick Saban. Did you enjoy the game? Was it what you expected? Are you disappointed? How are you feeling today? Let us hear from you. 205-342-9904. The Taco Casa hotline is open for business. So we want to make sure you're able to get in on it. And if you happen to be tuning in on one of our social media outlets uh, please chat with us there. Let us hear your thoughts and comments. I'm sure there's a lot to talk about. We have the college football playoffs. We have the uh, results from the past weekend. We also have um, our typical good, bad, and ugly that we go through each and every Monday or attempt to get through uh, based on where the conversation goes. What are some of your key takeaways from the big game? Uh, does Alabama have three legit Heisman Trophy winners in any given year? One of them would be uh, odds-on favorite to, to take home the trophy, but will they prevent the other from winning it? Did we see the best game by a college running back in a long, long time? Per- perhaps ever is Najee Harris having the best year of any SEC running back in SEC history. I didn't say the most yards. 
I said the best. Is what he doing, is what he is doing amongst the best you've ever seen? Is Devontae Smith doing what is amongst the best you've seen? And is Mac Jones playing at an elite level as well? Man, there's so much to talk about and get to with this particular team uh, that is it's hard to, to, to give everybody the proper credit that they're due. But uh, we're going to try to do that this morning. So we want to invite you in on that conversation. 205-342-9904. Good morning, Joe. How you doing, sir? I'm doing great today, Martin, especially after the greatest, the best Alabama running back uh, put ever <laughs> has put on that great performance Saturday. <laughs> what a performance. I told someone, I said, if any other I said, Najee Harris has had as good or better year than any running back that's won the Heisman at Alabama. Uh, he just happens to be on a team um, with uh, guys. I, I want to ask your opinion. Do you think that Dr. Ray and Baloo's workout has anything to do with how much better he's playing? I think they certainly have to get some credit. I think that uh, they have to get some credit. And who's the Auburn running back that he was working out with as well over the summer? Um, I forget. I know the guy that, that spent the time working with him uh, before. I think he started working with them like as soon as the season was over, didn't he? I believe but, so. Uh, and, uh, definitely. So Najee Harris, def- all the work he's put in in the offseason is paying off for him right now. It's really it's really great to see. Yeah, you just, you just want to see him have two more games uh, to, to back on. And I, I think now he's clearly solidified himself. If I'm an NFL guy and I'm looking at a running back, I'm not letting that guy go to, to late in the second round. <laughs> I mean, the late in the first round. Um, he, he, he appears to be, um, a bigger version because most of the, most of these wide receiver dual threat guys are kind of small, but he is, he is he is playing this year as a Derrick Henry, a Mark Ingram, and a Josh uh, Jacobs all in one uh, Saturday. Thirty one carries. I can be your bell cow. One hundred and seventy eight yards. Oh, okay. Oh, you you're gonna stack the box. Five receptions, sixty seven yards. Okay. Oh, we we need a guy who we know in a crisis situation uh, can catch the ball. Five touchdowns, two on absolutely beautiful uh, routes out of the backfield. Um, just, just, just an unbelievable performance by Najee Harris. And had it not been for Najee's uh, thirty-one for one seventy-eight, five for sixty-seven, and five touchdowns, uh, we'd probably be talking about Devonte Smith's fifteen receptions for one hundred and eighty-four yards. Um. I don't know if I think it was DraftKings, uh, whoever, but there, there's some places out there now starting to put Devontae as the lead candidate for the Heisman. Who do you think still sits in that spot, Joe? Well, not just DraftKings. A lot of a lot of gambling sites uh, and a lot of gambling places have Devontae as the leader. Uh, I think that uh, it's going to be. I, I think that Devontae's had a great late push, and I think that people. I, I think he might win. Yeah, that, that is, I always wonder, when did the voters vote? You know, when did the voters vote? Did they wait until Saturday night 
when that last game was over to vote. And if they did, I think that determines a lot. I think you, if they waited till Saturday to vote, um, does Alabama have three of the top four or the top three finalists? Uh, yeah, I think they probably do. You, you look at yeah. Najee, you look at Mac, and you look at Devontae. How can you not say that those they're three of the best players in college football? Yeah, and they're all on the same team. At Mains, it's going to be awful hard. Mac Jones, let me give a shout-out. Mac Jones did have 418 passing yards, which is uh, an SEC record, so uh, over 400 yards. <laughs> Congratulations to this offense. Uh, a lot of good things happening in that game. Uh, but also a uh, really tough blow at the end of that game with the loss of uh, Landon Dickerson. Uh, that's going to be huge to figure out exactly what that means. So we'll talk about that uh, over the next couple of days. What did the Landon Dickerson loss mean? Uh, is Chris Owens going to be uh, the the natural guy, or will, will one of the young bucks uh, prove to be the guy that they go with for, you know, the entire game, Darren Dow quarter, will they move some guys around? Emil Ikior has played some center in the past. Uh, will he potentially drop down in there? <sighs> I don't know. I just, the chemistry was so good amongst this offensive line. Um, and I do believe that he was the, the cog that caused it all. To go and from the reaction of the teammates, it may be that he was the cog that makes this entire team go. So Landon Dickerson, huge loss. Wish nothing but the best for that young man and pray that he's able to have a speedy recovery. And when they get in there, it's not as bad as they uh, currently are thinking it is. But so much to get to. We can talk about the dynamic trio. We can talk about the college football playoffs. Uh, the hit heard around the world, Joe. Wow. Was that the was that the play of the game? And uh are we looking at a totally different outcome potentially without that? What a play by Mechie. That's why you play every play until the whistle. Uh that may be one of the hardest licks, especially by a little man that I think I've ever seen. Yeah, he caught him at the right, at just the perfect place, the perfect timing. And uh, I think it was a pretty big momentum ch changer because Alabama's right there outside the red zone. He throws uh, an interception. That's what it was. And then Mechie basically, sa basically saved the possession for Alabama. And they went on to score and uh, kept the momentum on our side. Yeah, it was such – you're talking about sudden change. Interception, fumble – I mean, interception, big hit, fumble, touchdown, next play – uh, and I think it just kind of, uh, from that point on, set a tone for the rest of the game. We can talk about that. Is that one of the best tackles? As you said, he literally, everything about it was perfect. He put his shoulder in. It was right as he was bringing the ball back. So he separated him from the ball. We recovered it. Uh, it was a couple of other plays in there that I, uh, let me ask you this. Joe, d does our coach need to challenge plays more often? I mean, did did you see a couple play? I mean, like, hey, let's let's let's. I, they, they still have challenges in college football, right? Yes, that you can take a timeout to review a play. Yes, I, I, you know that the Dylan Moses 
makes a play. Dylan Moses made a play. And it looked like it was obviously that the Florida guy got it. And then when you go back and they showed that replay, it looks like the Florida player actually took it back from the Alabama player. And I was like, review something, Coach Saban. Review it. Make them review it. Don't let them get away with it. But anyway, uh, he had faith in his team. Joe and I were talking before we came on air. Uh, is this potentially the best offensive team Alabama's ever had? Not just from a statistical standpoint, but from a dog standpoint, Joe. This team is flat out nasty. Whatever they need to do offensively, they get it done. In the past couple of years, going back to the Clemson game and then LSU and Auburn last year, you'd always hear teams, you, especially last year with the two losses, hey, we scored enough points to win. Um, no, you didn't if you didn't win because that's all Nick Saban, uh, not all, but he continued to reiterate that his respect for this team and his love for this team, especially offense, because they do what they need to do and respond when they need to respond. This offensive team, not only are they talented, they have a dog mentality of, hey, we're not going to wait on the defense to win. We're not going to wait on the defense to stop them. We're going to score if we have to score. And the only time they didn't do that this year was Saturday when we tried to run the clock out at the end of the game and leave Florida with virtually no time on the clock. That's the only time I've seen this offense not go out and score and finish off a drive or or keep a run a four-minute Offense and milk the clock. That's the only time I've not seen this offense do that, Joe. One of the best offenses talent-wise, but also from a mental standpoint, I think one of the stronger groups that Alabama's had. Yeah, they just go out there and they set the tone of the game. They they they, they don't wait to ease into the game at all. Uh, and then once the you know the defense kind of had a lull there in the second half, and they they they, they responded every time that Florida cut it down to one score game. Uh, Alabama just came right came right back and, and scored again to extend the lead. Well, they start with one, two, three, four. Five touchdown drives in a row. If you take away that interception drive, uh, so SM, I mean they're impressive. They just set the tone for the whole team. They set the tone, and I think that we have a team that is ready and poised. Even with the loss of Lennon Dickerson, there's going to be some adjustments, uh, but at least we get Notre Dame first before we have to take on either Ohio State or Clemson. Uh, probably going to be another Clemson Alabama rematch in the finals. Uh, but I'd much rather see that than a, a Clemson-Notre uh, Dame rematch. We'll continue to break down the college football playoffs. We'll get your good, bad, and ugly. Let me hear from you. Also, uh, did Alabama pass the exam on the defensive side? What's your grade for them? We need to hear from you this morning. What's your grade on Alabama defense? Will Anderson. Oh, my God, has the young man grown up? That conversation and more coming up next right here on your home for Alabama sports. This is the Martin Houston Show on Tide 100.9. Tide 100.9 traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, a nice quiet start to our Monday morning with no wrecks or delays. But remember, if you do see conditions, give us a call, 205-886-8886. The year-end clearance is on now at Townsend Nissan, where the deals are wow. I'm Captain Ray. 
Walker. A nice warm up today with a good supply of sunshine, the high 61. For tonight, clear with a low at 38. Tomorrow and Wednesday, we stay dry. The sky partly to mostly sunny both days with pleasant afternoons. Highs between 61 and 64. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. Scott Smith and Southmark Design doing business for 17 plus years, specializing in graphic design services, commercial printing, promotional products, advertising specialties, and so much more. Basically, any and everything you would need to advertise, promote, and grow your business. Through strong partnerships, strong customers, Customer service and creative ideas, they'll help you market and grow your business. Give Scott a call at 205-292-4680 or email scottis at comcast.net and visit them online at southmarkdesign.com. Hello, I'm Martin Houston, and I'm so excited about this time of the year because it represents not just football, but the season of the birth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. On behalf of Harvest Church and the Martin Houston Show, we want to wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year and invite you to join Harvest Church on Sundays at 10 a.m. and Wednesdays at 6 p.m. where we're creating and enabling faithful followers of Christ. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year from the Martin Houston Show and Harvest Church. Welcome back into the Martin Houston Show. Don't forget about Overflow Express Wash. Overflow Express Wash, you want a, a great gift uh, for family and friends, go by and check out their limited, unlimited uh, wash packages right there at Overflow Express Wash. Be a great gift to get someone uh, for them to be able to pull up, drive through, come out clean, and then get the free back as well. That's Overflow Express Wash, a great gift for you and or your family for the Christmas holiday season. All right. Good, bad, and ugly. We got a good, bad, and ugly from um, Virgil Williams. It says, good was Mac, Najee, and Smitty. Bad was play calling by Sark in the second half. Interesting. And then ugly was defense, especially the secondary. So, Agree or disagree, let me hear from you on that good, bad, and ugly. Once again, Najee, uh, Mac, and Smitty, hard to argue with that. Bad play calling by Sark in the second half, I would say potentially at times. Uh, but I would also throw a good in there for Sark for the play calling, especially in the first half. And then, of course, ugly defense, especially secondary. Was it ugly defense or great offense? Um because the Florida, where we're saying that Mac, Najee, and Smitty are good, Joe, the Florida fans are saying on, they're calling into their show today and going, good, bad, and ugly, good, trash. And Tony <laughs> and Pitts, right? And then they're going, ugly, defense, pass defense, <laughs> third down penalties, third down mistakes, right? You know, you, you see what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, they're, so they're, uh, Go it, ahead. Just depends on your perspective. You know, I think everybody would be uh, on our side. We're we're thrilled with our with our skill position players, and on their side, they're probably upset with their secondary. <laughs> that's right, exactly. So that, that's what I love. But I, I will say that uh, um, I, I was glad to see uh, one of the plays that 
uh, Virgil's talking about was a bad play call. For me, I was sitting at home and going, oh, my God, we're starting to drive off on first down with a fullback? You know, so so it, once again, that's the power of perspective, right? I'm sitting there going, yes, legit fullback. It's not short yardage. They call it fullback play. But, no, hey, what was – let me ask you this. I, I don't know if you got to watch the Chiefs play yesterday or not. If you if you if you want to just watch a creative mind um, call plays, watch Andy Reid in the, the 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 Chiefs. He's always been creative, but now he has a magician at quarterback. But Sark was on that level with the one play on the fourth down. Was that not one of the most creative play calls uh, when we sent Forrestal in motion? And he came back underneath and uh, got that snap on the fourth down. And Matt was looking to the sideline. That was one of the more creative plays. Uh, and I would give that definitely a good. Yeah, so Sart drew drew that right up, and uh, I I wasn't expecting that to happen. But once he got a like it, it was bang bang, he got under center and, and snuck it. But uh, right after the snap, I thought, well, he did play quarterback in high school for a hot, for a second before Trevor Lawrence took his job. So uh, utilizing all your your your, your player skills uh, in many different ways, I think that shows a great great sign of from an offensive play caller. Yeah, and, and the the touchdown to Najee where he had where Najee ran the slant. I think it was his first touchdown, uh, receiving touchdown where he ran. I don't know what they call it. It was a delayed slant where he runs down. He hooks up when the DB runs out to him. Then he runs a slant underneath the two routes. Very well designed play, and I, I'm going to give it to Sark. The design, as good as the talent he has this year. He has done as good a job as any coordinator I've ever seen of utilizing all of his talent because it's hard to keep this many guys at the level he's kept uh, Mac, Devontae, and uh, Najee, and he's done it all year. Najee, right now, Joe, I don't know if you know this statistic, has the most touchdowns uh, in an SEC season through 11 games in the history of the league. I mean, he's been he, super impressive. Didn't didn't he break the uh, Alabama rushing record in the in the last game? He broke <laughs> he broke the rushing record. He broke the touchdown record, and now he's uh, on track. If they were to extrapolate by number of games in a regular season, uh, he has the most touchdowns by uh, anyone through eleven games in the history of the SEC. So, uh, twenty seven. By the way, let's get to Pat. Pat, you've been patient. You're in with the Martin Hughes Show. What's on your mind, man? Good morning, Martin. Uh, first of all, my surfer guy, uh, hey, that nobody seemed to think a whole lot of when he first came in as the one highest rated five-star running back we've ever possessed. Uh, I'm, you can't say enough about the fact that he's a, an asterisk will go by his name this year. He did this against all SEC competition, Martin Houston. Never been done before. Never will be done again. We'll never play 11 SEC games again, I don't think, unless we uh, bring Oklahoma and Texas into the SEC. <laughs> what do you think? Yeah, yeah I mean, you know um... – I, I I I don't back down from what I said about Najee Harris in his first two years. <laughs> I was and, messing and part, with you, Morton. 
No, no. I, I, I mean, I, I, you, you can mess with me. I'm just saying that, and it wasn't always Najee's play. It was Najee's impatience in, in some of Najee's pouting that I knew about behind the scenes that, that frustrated me. But the moment that Najee Harris began to carry himself as the leader of this team, um, you know, I, I, I'm, I've been all in on Najee, you know, from last year and, 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 and we'll give him nothing but credit. But Najee Harris, this Najee Harris is not even the Najee Harris that was here uh, his first two years or f- even last year. This Najee Harris is so much better than uh, than even last year's Najee Harris. And we'll see that with the grade he gets and where he goes in the draft. Um, I, I just and, and I'm not I, this is not meant to take anything away. But does this show us how? talented Nick Saban's teams would be Pat if we had guys coming back for four years that's that's kind of what you need to look at Najee Harris is a is would traditionally him and Schmitty both would normally be guys who were in their rookie years of the NFL and they are playing like grown men uh with little kids oh yeah and uh but the thing about it is Najee made himself a pile not just not not just a a couple of million. He made himself a pile of money by coming back. That if if Najee doesn't go in the top ten, then then there's nobody in the NFL that knows anything about recruit. I mean about uh, drafting at all. What do you think? Well, I don't know how high he'll go, but I don't see anybody going in front of him. You look at last year, the guys who came back that were uh, competing against him, Chuba Hubbard. Average season um, ended up opting out. Uh, Etn um, has had a, a, a good season, but not what he's done. I think going into last week's game against Notre Dame, he had had six consecutive games where he did not break a hundred yards or something like that. So, so um, that's what they said on TV. I, I I don't keep up with the statistics, but yeah. he's not had okay. the type of year. Najee Harris has clearly been the best running back in the country this year. And um, and he, he has it all. He's a big back. He's a power back. He has great feet. He has great hands. He can block. I mean, one of those, one of those plays Saturday, um, he won't get a lot of credit for this, but he literally saved a sack. He was on the opposite side of um, the quarterback, and he saw a blitz coming. He comes across, and he didn't make a great block, but he hit the guy long enough uh, to allow Mac to make a complete completion and keep a drive going. We as fans don't see that a lot of times, but the NFL scouts will see that and go, check, that's going to protect my most valuable asset right there, uh, even more so than him running the ball. So he made a lot of money. Thanks, Pat. Appreciate you, man. Yeah. Yep. And, uh, and uh, hey, but the worst, hey, I do want to give you an ugly before I go. You sure? Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Did he hang up? All right. Let's get to Lake Martin John. Lake Martin John, you're in with the Martin Houston Show. What's on your mind, man? Good morning, sir. Yeah, first thing I want to say, as soon as I saw that fullback out there, I said, whoa, Martin has got to be watching this because that looks good out there. <laughs> so some everybody told me at church, I did, of course, I didn't listen to it, but everybody was like, Martin Eli Gold gave you a shout-out. He said, Martin Houston is probably out there somewhere celebrating right now uh, because <laughs> of the pullback I, being out there. That was actually I wish I heard Robinson's. Eli on that because, yeah, that, that's Robinson's exactly God. what I thought. But listen, um, 
I've done a little bit of research, and this uh, something that has frustrated me over the years in playing Florida uh, and having lived down there close to Gainesville for a while. The Gators are the most penalized team in the SEC, and it's not just penalties. It's uh, personal foul penalties. They just seem to play dirty. I looked it up before I made that statement. Saturdays down south confirmed it. They are by far the most penalized team in the SEC. And so the Landon Dickerson thing, did you see anything dirty in that? No, other than the, other than the guy, they just they just kept going uh, deep into the play. I think it was that when he was Landon had a great block, looked like a drive block, and as he was drive blocking and was uh, going to the ground, the guy flipped him, and all of Landon's weight landed on his leg. That's what it looked like. I don't think there was okay. a dirty. I don't think he they did anything dirty at that point. But then afterwards, I think there were some things said and done that they never showed on TV. That's what got the uh, penalty, unsportsmanlike. Well, thanks. I'm, I'm, I'm glad to hear that because I, I didn't want to think it, it was something like that. But, yeah, I appreciate that. The other thing, only other one thing I wanted to bring up was, listen, they talk about – everybody talks about the Big Ten and how powerful it is and, and uh, all this. But, listen, when you play a nothing-but-conference team schedule – that is the strength of your conference. Ohio State played nothing but Big Ten. Alabama played nothing but SEC. Alabama has the 11th strongest schedule in the nation. Ohio State has the 57th. Notre Dame has the 77th. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. You play only teams in your conference. Your strength of schedule is of the perfect picture of your strength of conference. Is that correct? Yeah, I would say that the Ohio State thing is uh, is still a farce at 50-something because they didn't take the full – they didn't play 11 games. So um, I would say that that, that part is um, – Ohio State's strength of schedule would be much worse if they put all of the teams in and all the league in. But, yes, that shows you the strength of the schedules. Okay, that's that's what I was saying. Now, before I go on that and, you know, put it down as gospel truth, I just wanted to <laughs> run that by you because I really think that is a, a good example. And then you you look at all the other uh, SEC schools, they're all way up there as well. So I, I just thought that bode well for the SEC. It, it absolutely does. Thanks, Lake Martin, John. We'll get back with you on tomorrow. Merry Christmas, my friend. Merry Christmas. All right, uh, before we get to break here, we got Craig Wooden, Wooden saying, my take, the Gators are a dirty, undisciplined program. Two weeks in a row, they showed it. His good is the three playmakers on Alabama, Smitty, Jones, uh, and Harris. Bad, the defense, the secondary, and the lack of pass rush. Uh, would agree and disagree on that statement and talk about that more. And then the ugly, the dirty play on Dickerson. Not sure that he did anything dirty other than they played through the play and they were trying to get him back for what they would consider taunting. Um, I don't think they intentionally did anything uh, on that play other than play through the play uh, to cause that. So uh, if they took a cheap, cheap shot, I did not see it. Um, but, you know, if you saw the cheap shot, call in and explain it to us and tell us what happened. Coming back on the other side, we'll get to our callers. So please stay tuned. Uh, those who are on hold, we'll get you as soon as we come out of the break on the Martin Houston Show on Tide 100.9. Tide 100.9 Traffic. 
from the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, a nice quiet start to our Monday morning with no wrecks or delays. But remember, if you do see conditions, give us a call, 205-886-8886. The year-end clearance is on now at Townsend Nissan, where the deals are wow. I'm Captain Ray. Hello, this is Martin Houston with the Martin Houston Show, and I want to tell you about one of our great sponsors, Overflow Express Wash. Their mission is to provide great customer service with a showroom clean car and an exceptional customer service experience. They have the basic car wash that starts at $7, but you need to check out the premium wash packages, which start as low as $12 and go up to $20. They also have a membership wash club that you can get for starting at $23.99, going up to $39.99. In other words, just double the regular premium package, drop a penny, and you can be one of the great members of Overflow Express Wash. My family and I keep our cars looking good inside and out by using Overflow Express Wash. They're located on Skyland Boulevard right next door to Alabama One, or you can find them online at overflowexpresswash.com. Andy Phillips and his team look forward to making you a part of their team. Nick Saban calls it the process. John Maxwell said that everything rises and falls on it. And Coach Wooden said it's what you learn after you think you know it all that makes the difference. What am I talking about? Leadership and personal development. Is your organization, your school, your church, your family, are they receiving the proper level of leadership development and personal development? If not, the Empowerment Center for Leadership and Mentoring can help you with that. We have our pep talks, which is a one to one and a half hour lunch and learn, which we can customize to meet your needs. Or we have some topics that we present that we know can help your organization. And if you're looking for one-on-one mentoring and coaching, we can also assist you with that. Visit peptalks35.com. That's peptalks35.com. Or send an email to martin at martinhouston.org. That's the Empowerment Center for Leadership and Mentoring. I'm Martin Houston, and I really get excited during football season, but nothing excites me as much as the Christmas holiday season. On behalf of the Alabama One family and the Martin Houston Show, we want to wish you a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Please stop by one of our branch locations because we'll be open to serve you throughout the Christmas season. And don't forget, you can visit alabamaone.org. And once again, Merry Christmas from Alabama One, one together. Welcome back into the Martin Houston Show. Let's get right to those phone lines. Let's bring in Curtis Lewis. Curtis, you're in with the Martin Houston Show. What's on your mind, man? Hey, Martin. Good morning and Merry Christmas to you guys. Good morning. Merry Christmas, Uh, sir. Of course, I'm back on my usual soapbox here (laughs) about the defense. (laughs) Yeah, we we got fed a lot of, um, how should we say, a lot of fluff. During the time we were playing these teams, who had the same offense that came out of our grade school, like the Arkansas and the Auburns and, and that group. And we felt that our defense had grown. And, oh, we back to being Bama. We going by the standard. We haven't got to nothing. Of course, our defensive line, they have really progressed since yes, the beginning have. of the year. They got great pass for us. They get great push, except for that one guy. We won't mention his name. But he didn't play as much as the other guys, so we still got great push. 
But yeah. those schemes that they got us out there in is just stupid. I mean, everybody in the stadium, everybody watching TV knew that if you saw him play man-to-man with that Kadarius Tony and Pitts and Grimes, our corners are going to get eight like it's going out of style. And, and just sure as, as anything, Josh Joe got eight up on that first touchdown pass. He's man-to-man with this guy. And I'm not understanding. Why are we still trying to do things against teams that you know is not the right thing to be trying to do? It's, it's almost like our defensive coordinator is wearing orange and blue in that game underneath his crimson and white. Curtis, but, let me ask you this. Do you think that – because it, it, when we went zone, it seemed like we were more effective. We didn't do it a lot. Um, and even when we were in, as they say, in phase – those athletes on Florida still went up and, as us old folks say, went up and mossed us several times where we were, like, in good position. And so – or we were running along and we tripped and fell and, therefore, there was nobody around or we stumbled or we lost the ball, et cetera, regardless of what that is. Do you think that we ran more man in this game because we were – we were playing so well on offense. We felt like, hey, we can get a little more work in. And then all of a sudden, we just – all of a sudden, offense misses a couple drives. And all of a sudden, now it's a tight game. Because I'm like you. I, I thought I thought our pass rush – and Craig Wooten, he, he, he disagrees a little bit. He said we didn't have a pass rush. I thought our pass rush was exactly what we needed. Uh, I think Trask just stood in there a lot of times, even when we had pressure in his face. Because he's a good quarterback. Uh, but yeah. I thought our pass rush was really good. I just thought our DBs, just they just didn't make plays on the ball even when they were in, in the right position. Yeah, that's and that's true. Because many times, they, they were right there with him. When Sertan got, got pumped by Grimes over there, he was in position. He was right there with him. And like you said, the guy just went up over him and, and caught it. But I'd much rather be where we're in a position to make the play and it's a teachable moment at that point how to go up and, and make a play on the ball. But if you're nowhere near the receiver, he just smoked you going down the field. You can't teach the guy anything about that. It's just that you just got smoked because we told you to do this particular um, set, and that set was the wrong set. We put you in. Now, Josh Joe, he's just grabbing every receiver he can, just like he's Stevie Wonder in a, in a China shop. He's touching every receiver going down the field, just grabbing them. I'm like, well, at some I, point in time, you got to learn how to defend. Well, there was it's, one other guy that I, – and I feel bad for him. Um, but um, Dylan Moses, uh, I don't know. Oh, what's, gosh. I don't know what's going on there, but, um, man – did you He's see the? Ability. Now I will say this: Did you see the change that they made on covering the wheel route, where I they did. had I uh, did. the defensive end or the outside linebacker pick him up instead of the inside linebacker? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I and I thought that was I thought that was great. I mean that that really made a difference because that that got them off for of that play. Because otherwise they would have tried to do the same thing they done in Georgia, run it five, six, ten times. It right. just, just wore it out, but we stopped that for by by using that defensive end on them, and so that was yeah. that's that was one thing that I thought they they made the right move on. But there were so many like that three man rush stuff. 
I'm like, you got to be kidding me. You got three-man rushing, and you got receivers out here who could, who could jump over your head and can high-point a ball. It's just you got to get more pressure on this guy than this. Let me, let me ask you this, uh, Curtis. Do you think that um, we just played the best offensive skill set team we'll play as far as position to position? Does as anyone as else bring that, that? I think Pitts is such a difference maker, but I don't know if anyone else has that. Nobody's got another guy like that. But the next two, if we play two more games, nobody's going to have anything like Pitts. But the one that scares me, and this is what scares me to death, is the fact that when when Florida went to that empty set, I guarantee, I know I knew it, and I know most people watching the game probably knew it, when they went to that empty set, that quarterback is going to run that ball because there's nobody in the Absolutely. middle of the field. Nobody. And every like, time no. he tucked it and ran it. Now, Trash had to be in sunshine for, for Clemson. How big would those games have been? I mean, yeah. at some point, you got to make the, the effort to get out of that man, even though they may have you from sideline to sideline. You got to go into some sort of zone coverage and put somebody in the middle of the field to eye that quarterback. Otherwise, they just keep you alive. They just kept doing that. They just kept making the, the plays go on and on. Well, we should have got yeah. off the field three or four different times from that. Yeah, but we never Every did. time they went to five wides, it was going to be – it was going to be five wides was going to be the quarterback draw. And either yeah. one of the teams, any other teams in the playoffs will have better success with that play. Ian Books is a better runner than Trask. Yeah. Uh, Lawrence is a better runner than Trask. And Fields, is, they will absolutely own us if we play that. If we play five wides the way we did the other night, they won't have to run anything else other than the quarterback run. Uh, if we play it that way. So to me, that was like, come on, guys, you have to adjust. And I never saw an adjustment to it. I saw them one time. Never adjusted. Do do what now? They never adjusted. Yeah, the only thing I saw was I think Daniel Wright himself one time attempted to adjust because he ran up late in the play, but I don't think that was a coaching adjustment, and it still didn't stop him from getting the first down. No. All right. But, All right, Curtis. But hopefully, hopefully they're going to take this film and learn from it. Since it's since we see, I remember I was asking a question uh, last week about the exam, and uh, we didn't we did not pass the tight end running back exam on Saturday. No, <laughs> so, we didn't pass. We, so we don't get we that test again. <laughs> we gonna get that test again. Thanks, Curtis. Appreciate it, man. Thanks, stay on, you, you stay on that horse. All right. Okay, George, let's go ahead and get to George. George, you're in with the Martin Houston Show. What's on your mind, man? Hey, how you doing? Yeah, a couple of uh, comments, and I'll hang up and let you answer them. Uh, first off, I, I didn't quite understand why we're having Billingsley return kicks. I um, mean, every time he got back there was running with it, it scared me to death. I thought that they would, you know, uh, hit him and he would bumble the ball or whatever. You know, we got those other two fresh running backs that have a little bit more juice. Another thing is kind of on, uh, you know, I think we had such great expectations of him this year. But there was a couple of hits when they were on the goal line, and one of them you mentioned where um, it really wasn't fumble, but those were some really good hits that he made there. Another thing, um, Najee, um, 
the most impressive move I have seen is when he did that spin move and their defensive back or safety was just grabbing air, and that was fantastic. And my last comment is I know, I mean, Mac Jones to me is the best quarterback. You know, he's got very accurate processes quickly. Uh, He makes great decisions. But there were times when there wasn't a play there that I thought if he'd just run, he'd have gotten five, six, seven, eight yards. And I know he's got to be more athletic than what we think he he is when he runs. Um, I just want to get your comments on that. And also the third quarter um, play calling was not very imaginative. And I I really like your show. Yeah, hold on one second, George. Let me clarify. Did you was that Will Anderson you were talking about? The second comment I didn't hear the name. No, uh, Billingsley. You know when he would return kicks. No, 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 no. Um, not on I that part. You, you ask about Moses. The, the, oh, okay, Dylan Moses. Yeah, he made a couple good plays, but yeah, I, I, I'll yeah, address I mean, one of those. I don't know. I don't know if he's still worried about his leg or what it is, but um. You know, there are times that I felt like he could make the play, but he was just a little too late or overran it. But I yeah. mainly, um, listen, Billingsley, um, I don't, we got those two freshmen that can run it back. And also, yeah. the defense was average, but man, they got some great playmakers, and that Tony just scares you to death. And he kind of <laughs> gives you that fear that um, Jalen Waddle does. Yeah, he's he's a, he's a big time playmaker. They had some good. This Florida team has some some offensive skill sets, and um, if they figure out how to play defense uh, at the same level as they're playing offense, as well as stop all the stupid, they, they're just so undisciplined yeah. uh, that they hurt themselves. So, hey, uh, George, I'll re- I'll come in on those things on the other side. Okay. Thank you so much. Have a good. Thank Christmas. you. All right, you have a Merry Christmas. Actually, I'm going to go ahead and reply to those real quick. The Billingsley thing, I'm just like you, George. I was totally confused on why is Billingsley, but they see him in practice. He's a great athlete, and maybe they trust him more, and they want to get somebody off of it, Brian Robinson or somebody off of it, uh, and give a playmaker a chance and working more into it. Uh, But he was very aggressive in bringing it out. Not sure what's going on with Dylan. Uh, at moments, as you said, he seems to be great, but I still think it's a mental thing. I don't. I, he doesn't appear to have lost athletically in ability, but I don't know if he trusts himself on all of the turns and the cuts and and all those. That's where he seems to 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 lose some ground. Uh, <clears throat> and uh, the play calling in the third quarter was a little suspicious, uh, suspect at, at times. And I think it was more that. We were doing so good. That what do you adjust at halftime? Probably not a lot. And uh, Florida made a lot of adjustments, and that kind of equalized things out. Coming back on the other side, I got Chuck and Robert. Just going to get you guys in immediately when we come back on the other side. You listen to the Martin Houston Show on Tide 100.9, and we're able to do this every day because of great folks over at Alabama One. Go check out Alabama One. One together, great loans for auto, home, uh, personal lines. Uh, whatever you need, your financial needs, Alabama One can help you. Check them out. Our branch locations can be found. Which ones are open can be found on alabamaone.org. That's Alabama One, one together. Tide 100.9 Traffic. 
Bedroom, the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center roadways looking good on this Monday morning. No wrecks, traffic moving well. Interstate is steady out to Mercedes. If you see other conditions, of course, give us a call. 205-886-8886. The year-end clearance is on now at Townsend Nissan, where the deals are wow. I'm Captain Ray. President-elect Joe Biden is set to receive his first dose of the coronavirus vaccine today. Preservation groups have announced a grant which protects Fort Blakely, where thousands of black Union troops helped defeat Confederate forces in the Civil War, and protesters marched at the Tuscaloosa County Courthouse over the county jail's response to COVID-19. Details on these stories and more coming up. Get the latest in local news 24 hours a day, delivered without a paywall by visiting TuscaloosaThread.com. I'm Jade Nicole. Hello, this is Martin Houston with the Martin Houston Show. And I want to tell you about Tuscaloosa Custom Carving. If you're looking for a way to add value to your home, make your flower beds pop, make your landscaping stand out from your neighbors, then Tuscaloosa Custom Carving can help you do just that. They have numerous styles, but they feature the Moroccan Stone Curb Series, which includes four great styles and unlimited color choices. That's Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing. They are the one that can help you stand out from your neighbors. Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing, 205-331-6823. You may also find yourself with the need for a custom size stone or, or custom shaped stone. Then Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing can help with that as well. Paul Fuller and his team are waiting on your call right now for that free quote. And if you tell them that Martin Houston with the Martin Houston Show told you to stop by, you'll get a big discount. So call Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing at 205-331-6823 or visit them online at Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing, LLC. Hello, I'm Martin Houston. And while I get really excited about football season, I love the holiday season even more. Merry Christmas from the Tide 109 family and the Martin Houston Show. Roll Tide. Welcome back into the Martin Houston Show. Got about two minutes apiece. First of all, let's bring in Robert from Mobile. Robert, you're in with the Martin Houston Show. What's on your mind, man? Hey, Are you there, Robert? Hey, uh, yeah, real quick. Um, the uh, Ohio State doesn't, didn't deserve to be in the playoffs. We've already said that. And Notre Dame definitely showed they don't deserve to be in the playoffs. But one good yeah. thing we do have with Notre Dame, with our center being out, we should vote race them as easily as Clemson did. Uh, I mean, I, I just don't see us not doing it. If we don't, I really worry about our defense. As a result, breaking in a new center should be a little easier. Well, of anybody in the playoff, do you want to break a new center with? Notre Dame is a team that you want to break in a yeah, new center with. that's true. So that will help us there. Uh, the defense, uh, but it offsides in that, in that crucial moment. That just drove me everybody insane, I'm sure. I mean, you're touching the guy. How do you think you're going to be able to touch the receiver and the ball's not going to happen? But that was that was that, was, that was about as ugly as it gets. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like you're calling attention to yourself. You, you're telling the referee, "Please throw this flag on me." Yeah, <laughs> if actually you should have thrown the flag because he touched him. It, that should have been yeah. the flag right there even before the play went off. Yeah. But okay, and then that would have been it. Would have been better for if they'd done their job and thrown the flag when, when you first touched him. Then we would then we could have still got that turnover. Uh, because Mac Jones is outstanding. And I'm hearing that Devontae Smith is becoming their for Heisman favorite. Uh, and and, and uh, Najee, goodness gracious, the line. Uh, I knew he was going to be the key now in the stretch. The guy's just total beast mode now. And, and and no teams can stop him. One good thing for us, though, Florida is the best offense, uh, the second best offense in the nation. We're the first best. We're the best. Florida's the second best. 
we're not going to see talent and uh, play and plays and players like that, even from Clemson. So, defense, you have a chance to redeem yourself. Let's get started with Notre Dame. Okay, yeah. is that two minutes? <laughs> and Robert, I would also say, even though Dan Mullins is a is a goofball, um, he is he is a good offensive coordinator. He knows how to yeah. get his his guys against your guys. Um, and, and I will give him that. So, hey, I, I got to go, Robert, but call back, man. I appreciate you getting that in. Uh, let's go into right, Chuck. Man. Chuck in uh, Louisiana. Chuck, you with the Martin Hughes Show. What's on your mind, man? Hello, okay, I'm going to be quick, uh, brother, brother Houston. Uh, yes, I was watching the game the other night. Uh, what happened while I was watching the game, and also I had on Facebook Live to watch the boot camp of uh, Eli Gold, John Parker Wilson, uh, Chris Stewart up in the press box. You know, I love watching the games on television in Alabama, and I want to see the reaction of them and the press box, when I started, what happened, I kind of dozed off a little thing that the game, you know, when I started looking at that game getting closer, I started hearing the, the tone of her voice. I started looking up, started seeing that game getting closer. I said, wait a minute, what's going on here? Am I dreaming? And, and when, I, when I saw what was going on, I said, wait a minute, the, the secondary <laughs> is falling apart. And uh, that's, I told you, uh, uh, Brother Houston, last week, uh, Jaquincy uh, McKinstry, uh, he signed with uh, Alabama at the right time. Uh, they need help in the secondary. Yeah, uh, and hopefully that 6'3", I, I don't know the kid's name right off. I'll have to get it. Again, we signed a 6'3", uh, close to 200-pound DB, so maybe he'll also help us a little bit yeah. on on what's going on with uh, those guys jumping up over us. So thanks, Chuck. I appreciate your patience, right. man. Take appreciate care. you being a part of the show. Season. All right, that wraps up this Monday edition of the Martin Houston Show. Uh, we still have so much to talk about from the Alabama game. We also will get into the conversation as we move throughout the week with the college football playoffs. Uh, on tomorrow, we'll have D.C. D.C. Capstone Report joining us in the morning. So you make sure that you put us down on your calendar. 6 a.m. Monday through Friday right here on Tide 100.9. I'm Martin Houston. That's Joe Gaither. Thanks to all of the, the callers, listeners, and viewers, and all those who chat. We'll be back tomorrow. Remember this, trust in the Lord always. Lean not your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him, and he will direct your path. Roll Tide.